your host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Hello and welcome everyone to the Resilient Minds Podcast. I'm here today with an amazing friend of mine. I'm super humbled to be sharing the mic today with her. Um, and I just want to share before I really introduce, she's amazing. I've gotten to know her last year and we've become such great friends. And Miss Nikki Sharp has been an international model. She started to realize that she was tired of wanting to be skinny and started pursuing her own new desire. She's focused on, you know, giving health, helping people with wellness. She blogs, she's a YouTuber, and her mission is to spread knowledge of healthy living for the mind, body, and soul. Um, this beautiful woman has been um, you know, a two-time, it is a two-time best-selling author and has been all over doing amazing things um, in so many different publications. But I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Nikki. It's a blessing to have you. Thank you. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Excited to jump in and, and talk about all the things. About all the things. So first and foremost, I know it's been a while since we've, we've, we've chatted. We've we've seen each other and uh, I think it was in Singapore, wasn't it? Yeah. Singapore last, uh, last September. Singapore last September. And it, today it's so funny. A, a memory popped in, into my Instagram of that picture when we were in London and I was yeah. doing the whole like Titanic thing yeah. <laughs> by the, <laughs> by the London bridge. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so crazy. Literally a year since we've met. Yeah, amazing. Those amazing. were epic photos we took. <laughs> yeah, those are so fun. Do you remember the one when we were literally sitting there and connecting um, with the universe, like doing the wood, like 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 the meditation stance? Yeah, and, and people all were walking. Be yeah, well, and so and for context for anyone listening, it was we we wanted to kind of showcase the life of an entrepreneur and and what's mm. possible versus you know, nine to five workers, not to say there's anything bad about it, but it's just the, the kind of daily grind of a nine to five. And so we sat at like 9am near London Bridge and or on London Bridge. And at 9am, there's like hundreds of people passing all wearing black, black suits, you know, and of course, we got some looks, but it, it was such an amazing photo and video of just showcasing stepping out of of the nine to five to the norm yeah it was epic um honestly it was so epic and 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 you know that was really that was really like a big turning point um for for so many like new and and different experiences as we continue to grow but i know specifically kind of turning that you have been doing, you know, the, you know, coming to coming from like a resilient mindset, you have been embedded in that for years now. You've been, you know, pushing through different barriers, um, experiencing amazing, you know, lifestyle as a result of leaning into every opportunity. 
and doing so much brilliance. So, you know, on the, on the show, I really talk about how everybody has their X factor and it, it, and, and it creates their Y factor. So what is Nikki's X factor? Tell me about it. Man, we're, you're getting into some Tony Robbins stuff that I haven't done in a while. <laughs> um, what's my X factor? I mean, I, I really would say, so as I teach health and wellness, and then on the side, like I, I have two careers that people don't really know about. The second one is that I help companies with marketing because I've learned what works and what doesn't. I, you know, two-time best-selling author. I have a number one app out on the market. Any, anything I publish goes number one. And I don't say that to be like, oh, look at me. I say that in that I now know what it takes. <laughs> or maybe I should say, look at me. But, it, you know, I, I share that in that it's, I've learned so much of what's needed. And so I have these two kind of parallel careers. One is health and wellness, where I'm, my mission is to, as you said, get people healthy to transform their thinking that that health is sexy. So it's it's simple. Make health sexy. That's one mission. And then the other one, and I'll get back to my my X factor on that. And then the other one is helping companies online build communities, showcase products, sell, all of that. And so my X factor becomes because I've experienced it firsthand and I've never gone to school for most of these things that challenges that I've overcome. I have the real world learning, much like you do as well. And I think that that's like when it comes to overcoming two eating disorders, which I've now publicly shared, I've talked about, I didn't do that with the help of doctors or with medication. I did that with my mind, with my, my heart, with my resolve. And so that's what I put into every single thing that I do, any client I work with. So my X factor is because I've been there and because I'm passionate as hell about helping people, and that's my that's my ultimate mission on you know purpose in in life. But it's yeah, I would say that's my my X factor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it, it's cool how that really translates. And because now I'm gonna you know, you know you know parallel that with like a different question where how does that kind of really because it's your experience, right? It's the experience of life, the experience that you've been through, and now how you transition that to following your big why, your big why factor. So, I mean, when it comes to health, my big why is because I suffered so much, I want to help people know that there is hope and there is a way to overcome whatever challenge because, you know, whenever, and like we all, as human beings, we all go through some form of suffering and it can be through relationships. It can be through business, right? Like starting as an entrepreneur is the hardest thing. Right. But, but the, what comes from it is when you step out on your own and do these things and you look for help, it becomes really amazing to overcome whatever challenge you, you face. And so my big why is because I have faced so many challenges in my life, I now have the knowledge to help other people so that instead of having to go through, let's say 10 years of eating disorders or, you know, 15 years of that, I have the wisdom to help someone who wants to take back their power. Amazing. Amazing. And I love it. And, and, you know, your presence and your shine and your light, it's, 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 it's evident everywhere you do and you're right. And, and perhaps that's why everything goes number one is because of that presence that you give out to the, to the world, right? Like people feel you, people, people see you, people see that energy and, and you're always creating this, it's like this aura that you have, Hey, <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> I love it. So take me through the process because you know, you, you, your story is, is, is pretty unique, right? Tell us, tell us about that story uh, or that story or, or that experience that you've been through um, and that process behind how you consistently um, pushed, pushed, no matter what um, showed up for you. Mm. Oh gosh. So yeah, I mean, the journey to where I am today started with, I went to university. I actually went to three schools in four years. And even before that, I graduated high school in America a year early. So I never went to my high school prom. I never went to graduation. I had a terrible high school experience. So I was like, beeline out. So then I started college <laughs> and I went three schools in four years. Crazy. I'm a crazy person. I love traveling, clearly. Um, I love variety. And so then I went, after that, I started international modeling. I'd been a model my, you know, since I was like 15. And then at that point I went to Shanghai. Then I went to Sydney, um, Seoul, Bangkok, Athens, London, New York. And like, I did the whole circuit for about a year and it burnt me out. It made me feel terrible. I was, you know, knee deep in eating any eating disorder at that time. I didn't until afterwards turn into two of them towards the end of my, my career as a model. And it was, I was in New York and I was starting to feel so terrible about myself, like restricting food all day. Then I would binge at night. I would drink a bottle of wine in the middle of the day. I was, I had no friends in New York. I didn't know anyone. And so I was looking to the external world for fulfillment on the inside. And so finally I was like, I need to stop. This is terrible. I left New York, went back to Colorado, spent 30 days just taking care of myself, which was like this revolutionary thing because when someone doesn't know where to start, it's really scary to say, okay, I'm going to get on a bike or walk every day for 30 days, or I'm going to cook my own meals for 30 days. I'm going to have consistent meals. Yeah. And so I was in the beginning stages, like everyone else of, I had to take control of my health. And so I started an Instagram account um, and actually it's a funny reason why I started it because I had my own and back in the day, nobody had multiple accounts, but I had my own account and <laughs> imagine this, I had friends that were kind of like telling me off of why are you posting photos of your food, Nikki? Nobody cares about what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. So, that's crazy how, like, that's cra how the world has changed. <laughs> I know. Like 2013, back in the day. Yeah. So I opened a right. second account and I used it as a place to get, um, it, to motivate me to stay on this track of healthiness, to overcome my eating disorders. So I would post photos of like fit girls that I took from Pinterest and Tumblr and motivational sayings and headless body shots of myself. And I would share my story that I had body dysmorphia and I had a really bad day of food, but like I was going to keep going at it. And so people started feeling connected because it wasn't just an account of, you know, motivational photos. It was also me sharing my story and being really, really open of the struggles of like when you're going through anything, basically anytime someone has a really intense struggle, it's if you share that, which you're terrified to do, people will actually connect to you more. That's when your career gets bigger. That's when your friends vulnerable. get bigger because it's, it's vulnerable. Right. Um, and so I, I posted it. I would, but I was too scared to post photos of myself. So I do, you know, headless body shots and say all these things. And finally I posted a photo of my face. I think I had like 5,000 followers. And then 
that December is when I wrote my five day detox program. And I wrote it for myself as, because there was nothing on the market that, you know, was a, was a good thing for cleansing your body. They were all uh, diets. And I'm like, I don't want to diet. I want to just feel better in five days. And so I wrote this plan, asked my Instagram if, if they wanted this as a PDF, everyone said yes. So I, I put that as a PDF, sold it for five pounds. I was living in London at the time. And I didn't charge money because I didn't think that the, it, the plan was revolutionary, even though now I look back, it was. I charged because I knew people were gonna come to me with questions. And so I was kind of charging for my time, not the actual plan. And we know that if you charge money for something, people are more likely to follow through and be committed to it. So it was a four point transaction. When I started, you would have to drop your email on my Instagram caption because there was no DM back in the day. Yeah. And I would then email you an invoice to the $8 PDF. You would then email me back, say you paid for it. And I would email you the PDF. Wow. Four point transaction. Automation at its fastest. Yeah. <laughs> I love and it. It, it was, and so the detox started going viral so quickly that like within two weeks I'd made 200. And like, when I say viral, people were finding out about it because I was sharing before and afters. And again, this was all revolutionary. Nobody was really, I mean, people had posted before and afters, but never on Instagram, not to the extent there was no program like this that I'd written. And so long story long is that I changed that, got it on my website. And I went from have, making $200 that month to $4,000 within Two, two extra weeks, it went from 200 to 4,000. And then it just kept doubling in price. I, I made $8,000, $16,000. I wrote other eBooks. And so then I turned that into an, a number one app, book, second book, started helping other companies with marketing, um, have launched a bunch of other stuff in the meantime. And so I share all of that because the resilience that I've needed for my career, people think it's been roses. People think that like anything I touch turns to number one. Writing a book is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, and I've done it two times. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the hardest thing to write and publish and market a book. And so the amount of times that I felt like a failure, like a fraud, that things don't go to number one when I push them or my community doesn't grow. So, you know, all of that is shared in that I've had some pretty amazing success, but I've worked so hard for it. I never give up. Like even today, you know, during coronavirus quarantine, like people are starting to comment to me, like I'm putting out so much content. I'm putting out two blog posts a week, two YouTube videos. And it's, it's just a matter of you have to keep doing it and pushing yourself no matter what happens. Even if the engagement is shit, you can't give up. And so that's what I've learned through all that's of this. Huge. How did that, because I think so many people, and I think that you touched on, that's crazy, like the vanity side of it, right? The vanity of like mm -hmm. likes, you know, and people, and, and, and obviously when you start, when you start, vanity is, is very low because the metrics don't like, they don't, they don't start right off and all, all of a sudden go to market. It's going to be super successful. And people are yet so focused on that vanity component of likes, shares, you know, comments, reposts, whatever the case may be. How did you get past that element of holding back with regards to that? Because I can tell you, it's crazy how now you can post things with some of the most amazing 
um, amazing athletes or the ama most amazing influencers and vanity has nothing to do with it anymore. It, it's just, it's all about the content that delivery, but at the beginning, at the beginning, it's about in our brains. And I, I'm, I, I knew, I know I, I was there. I was like, Oh my God, I only have this many likes or this many shares. <laughs> right. So how, how did you, how did you, you get past it? Nikki? Mm, that's, that's a powerful question. I got past it because I was never focused on that. I was focused on sharing content that I thought would help. And I think that we get caught in the vanity when we care, like obviously when we care about what other people think of us. So that means there's some self-work to do. But at the end of the day, it's if you're putting out something that you, can, you know might only help one person, would you still put it out? And for me, the answer is always yes. If I can help one person in their journey to feel better, I won. And yeah, of course I get frustrated about the likes and comments and followers. I think that's, that's normal. Um, one, I had a friend come to me the other day and she was comparing herself to my account, like to my account. And the thing is from the outside, nobody has any idea. Like I have 348,000 followers. That means nothing though. That means I have the opportunity to reach those people to help them. But the algorithm, the bigger your account gets, the more the algorithm kicks your ass. And so I actually reach less of the people that follow me versus when you have a smaller following, you're, you're more able to, to reach them. Anyway, so my friend came to me and she was saying, she's a, she just graduated from uh, becoming a nutritionist at like one of the most prestige schools. It's one of the hardest schools to graduate from. And she said, you know, nobody takes me seriously because I don't have enough followers. I said, no, I mean, and I didn't tell this word for word, but it's like, people don't take you seriously because you're not out getting aligned with doctors, right? Or you're not putting out content on YouTube that can help people. It has nothing to do with the following. We all started with one follower. And mm -hmm. if you're consistent with your mission and what you're trying to do, it will build. But just because you have a following doesn't mean that you're going to make money. And I think that's one Absolutely. of the biggest fallacies is like, oh, I have a million followers. I'm suddenly going to make a million dollars. Uh-uh. That's not how it goes. It's, no. you know, you, for anyone listening to you and like thinking, and I have to remind myself of this often is like, you can't compare yourself to anyone else, to any other account, because A, you don't know what's going on. They might be having serious drama and depression about what's going on in their account and comparing themselves to someone else. And the other thing is you have to keep focusing on why you do what you do and who do you want to affect and when you get focused on the numbers you lose your your why yeah i love it you're right and i i love how you're how you really you, you brought that back right to the why right because it, it, your why is the driver your why is the driver and we get excited about um you know and there's so many people now now that's where the so much attention everybody wants to you know build the social media following or build a youtube channel or but like there's so much attention that's going to be out there and it is, yeah, it's, it's a very low hanging fruit to start building business or start building, but you've got to start with value first. You've got to start with giving and you got to start with creating, you know, rapport, vulnerability, experience. Like this is so powerful. And I, I think that you touched on an amazing, amazing point. So touching point on, you know, your values and, and you know, how you consistently show up, um, you touched something on like the failure. So, and you, you, you really describe a process really like how you've done, gone through that whole experience. Right. 
and you know you you've paved kind of a path of you know describing you know sharing um giving value being vulnerable people that are starting out right now you know and really wanting to get to that next stage whether it's being that next youtuber or or building a business or you know being an influencer whatever the case they do you know just essentially have taking their expertise and leveraging it what is one reason why you would say people would fail in doing that <laughs> another great question my answer is because they're focused on becoming an influencer if that's your goal to become an influencer you're going to fail point blank uh the reason and and like i've had people for years come up to me and i've had assistants and i'm sorry about that assistants and uh you know interns say how do i become an influencer and i say you don't that's the answer so why why is that the answer it's because you're focused more on a number on wanting fame and quote unquote fortune from having a following but you've missed the point of what do you actually want to be known for that's it. It's, it's the most simple answer I can give, but it's, it's the most powerful because when we focus on, on, let's say the riches of something that can come, you forget about all the hard work that like, it takes damn hard work to manage my account, YouTube, Facebook, like blog, man, you know, working with sponsors, which I don't do often personally, like, you know, this, a podcast is crazy hard work, but it's fun because you're giving value. So if someone is saying, I want to be an influencer, they're going to, you know, hit a tough moment and probably want to fail, or they're going to cheat their way to the top, or they're going to do the thing that, you know, like for girls, it's like, we know that if you post bikini photos, you get to the top much quicker, but that doesn't give you fulfillment. That's not, and it, and there's a million other girls doing it. So go back to who do you want to help and why? before you even start an account yeah yeah 100 yeah, i always say become an influence not an influencer yeah and you know? i i'll show something really quick i had a magazine uh article that came out a few years back and they did this incredible interview and they they published it and you know how they always take like one quote and they'll make it really big and i'd said i don't want to be an influencer with a million followers. I want to be able to influence people like Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. yeah. Very big difference. Do you want to be an influencer or do you want to be able to influence people based on that thing that you're passionate about? Yeah. So that, yeah, that hits home. And, and, and Tony talks about that too, a lot, you know, which is fascinating. There's so many, like all the grades, right? Like all the grades, they really emphasize, like, how can we, you know, persuade and influence people based off of, you know, wanting to give, wanting to share, you know, the meaning of living is giving, you know, and, and things like this. So I, I get really excited. So I love, I love, I love, I love all these, all these great ideas come to mind and, and, and all these great things that we want to share. So where do you come up with all your amazing ideas? Because you're super creative, you're doing amazing things. Where do all your great ideas come from? Nikki? Oh my gosh. It's, do you know, what's funny is I don't think I come up with very good ideas. And this is what I was saying is like, people have no idea from the other side of the account. Like I think constantly, like I need to be, I want to be doing epic YouTube videos and not even like crazy travel ones, but you know, in my house of doing this and this, but then I, I, I hate filming by myself. I, I hate propping the camera up doing. And so I, 
I end up not doing the things that I think will be a good idea, which actually leads me to Gary Vaynerchuk said one of the most powerful things recently on, on a podcast that was don't take away the opportunity for your audience to decide if they like a piece of content or not, because we're such perfectionists and we're like, Oh God, I can't put that up. It's shit. So I've, I've started doing YouTube videos, this whole ask Nikki series where if you have any question, I answer it. And, and I used to be like, Oh, I can't do it. I'm super perfectionist. And I'm like, no, just, just get it out there. Right. And so where do I come up with my, so if, I say that so that people understand what's really going behind, you know, the scene. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but also, you know, to answer your question, um, it, it might sound a little cliche, but I'm, I'm given a lot of ideas from above, meaning source and whatever you want to call source of God, of spirit, of the universe. Source gives me ideas, and if I follow through on them, they are always a success. If I don't, they're not. Um, so I've learned to really trust, let's say, my intuition. Very like the five day detox was absolutely given to me from above, and I wrote it down, and I've trusted my intuition on everything with it. When it comes to something like my second book, which was Meal Prep Your Way to Weight Loss. Um, that one was a four week meal plan with a hundred recipes. I mean, blood, sweat, tears went into writing a four week plan. That is not an easy thing, but I, I keep focusing on what, you know, what's my goal? Who do I want to help with yeah. that, with anything I'm doing? And, and then it becomes more, more fun in the process. So yeah, the ideas kind of come from anywhere, but it's, it, like, for example, doing Tony Robbins last year and traveling and moving and I was living in Paris, my, my agent said, Nikki, you need to start writing this as a journal and turn it into a book later, like kind of an updated Eat, Pray, Love version. And so it wasn't even my idea. It was someone else's. And it ended up being the best therapy session I ever gave myself because it was self-therapy every day when I wrote it. Um, I believe that ideas can come from anywhere. They can come from anyone. They can be sparked by just sitting there and like, I have stupid aha moments all, and I call them stupid because they're like so silly. They're like, how did I not get this before? But they come out of nowhere. And if you take that, like I had a recent aha moment and I'm like, I could take that and do an entire, see, even talking to you now, I'm like, I should do a YouTube video about that aha so that's what I'm saying. They, they literally come anywhere. You just have to be open and not think that an idea, like your million dollar idea, might, you might have no idea. Like my detox, I had mm. zero, zero idea that it was a million dollar idea. But I went with it and I kept following it and it turned into a million dollar idea. Where do you, you know get your literally I, I so i always talk that thing in and, and you know what it's so funny that you're asking like as you're telling me i'm like where did i get my idea but but the i always tell all the clients all all my clients i always say we are in the idea business we are in the idea business and the bigger the idea the more you stand out the more unique you get the better you are and the, i think that the, be, the best thing is like because you know so many people are so hungry on comparing themselves to one another. Right. But what if you, 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 instead you started to, um, research and understand what everyone else is doing and see what's missing. Yes. 
You see what I mean? And there's a huge difference. And I love that. And I always say like, if you can take the time to like, see what everyone else is doing in the market or in whatever niche you're in, right? Do what everyone else is doing in the market. And then all of a sudden see how you can take your X factor, combine it, how it determines your Y, the Y factor, and bring something that differentiates you into the market that will change the trajectory of your life, your business, your relationship, whatever you want to call it, right? Your health. Yeah. I, I would, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, totally. Go ahead. I, I was going to say on that, what I find, it, I, I so fully agree. And then on the other side of it, I think people listening who might just be getting started or haven't even started, but have, an, have the idea that they want to start, that can sometimes become overwhelming, right? Because like for me, I'm like, okay, I think he, I got I to gotta really like push at it. And what's my idea? Sometimes your best ideas are the ones that you think are the worst. Mm, write them down. Boom, boom, boom. Write everything down. Never cross it. Oh, it's like God. writing a book. So I always give this example of writing a book. The worst thing you can do is try to edit a book while you're writing it. Mm. You first have to get everything on paper and then you go back and say, is this aligned with the mission that I'm trying to get for like, what's the, the takeaway when someone reads this book? And then you go through, but you have to get everything on paper. And it's the same with, with ideas and like, you'll never know which one is, is that we're going to go to market? Holy cow strategy. You'll never know yeah. until you start to write all of them down and you don't put judgment on each one. Cause we like to judge ourselves as human beings. We judge ourselves and others a lot. hundred percent. And it's, I think it's just like a societal thing and we, we come to create more awareness around it. And I think that it's, it's just the thing that um, as you get more aware, you start to, you know, look internally rather than externally a little bit more. Um, I love, I love, you know, how, you know, I've been watching, you know, your YouTubes and your Instagram, you're always moving. What are you doing now, you know, to keep and staying all of this healthy and fit um, while we are in, you know, quarantine, especially like, I don't know how it is in the UK, um, but here in Australia, um, it's still like relatively okay. You can go around, you can go, you know, outside and, and things like this. So I, I'm like working out outside a lot. Uh, but how how are you doing stuff at home what, what's what's it been like for you yeah i mean great question so the the uk is i would say in between being like really strict and not like we're still allowed outside when they when the restrictions first came out <laughs> it was so funny they said you're allowed outside for one hour exercise and it was like what what does that mean like can I go out two times? But, you know, are you monitoring me? So there was just a lot of confusion. So the, for the first few weeks after that, nobody was out on the street. Then the weather started getting really good and everyone is out and they're having to break people up. But it's it, slowly people are going out more and more. But if, yeah, like if you're out in the park kind of working out, that's a fine line there. They might come like if you're sitting down, they definitely break it up. But like, how have I been doing it? I definitely go for runs outside. I go, one of my most favorite things I do is every single day I go for a walk and I call a friend or I listen to a podcast or just music. And it's, it's my way to have connection with people while getting fresh air and movement. Like I realized that if I start going a little cuckoo in the head, it's because I haven't been outside and gotten fresh air. Um, 
I lead currently I'm doing two Instagram live workouts. So I do those Tuesday and nice. Friday nice. for yeah, cool. 30 minutes, like 30 minute high intensity, sometimes really strength building workouts. And those have just been amazingly fun. They keep me motivated. Um, that's another thing too, that I just want to point out a lot of times when people are failing in motivation, I always tell them, post it, post it online, post it on Instagram or Facebook, because you actually keep yourself accountable. That's why I post so much of the stuff that I do is truly to keep myself accountable. And yes, I know I'm inspiring others. Um, so yeah, I do that. I do. I'm, I'm still getting better at the at-home workouts. I just find I lose motivation really quick if it's not alive and there's interaction. If it's one that I can just like turn on and off, I'm like, and, and it's ironic because I'm a yoga teacher as well, fitness instructor, and like, I still have challenges. So I, I go through waves. The main thing is the food though, and the food and the mental component. Um, your body is 80% of what you eat. Your results are 80%, exercise is 20 and and until someone like i mean you're you're an anomaly eric <laughs> <laughs> but you work the thing is you've worked so hard to get to where you are and then once you have that it's easier to maintain right so it's it's getting yeah, there but 100 yeah so i i eat really clean i'm doing my five-day detox actually right now i did it two weeks ago and it's just it gives you so much clarity and feelings of happiness you know energy all of that um, and then the other thing is really dealing with the emotional state and your mind, because this is bringing up a lot of dark shadows for people. And I've, I've been saying to groups I'm doing coaching with is whoever you're with right now or wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. Because whatever's coming up is exactly what you are meant to go through so you can grow through. And I, I say that in that, you know, some people are like, oh my God, I'm with my family and I, it's crazy bad. And it's like, great, that's because there's some healing that needed to happen. But you also have to be kind to yourself through all of this. And so like journaling, meditation, going for walks, exercise, like truly forcing myself to exercise, anything that I know can change my state. Absolutely. I, I do every day. I love it. And you're, I love that. Where what was that? What was that quote you just said? Because where you're, where you're, where you're going, you're growing. Or tell, say it again yeah, if you want, because it really hit. It's um, go through, grow through what you're going through. Yeah, I loved it. That was so good. Grow through what you're going through. Grow through, through yeah. what you're going through, and and I might have reversed it, but it what that says is, you know, at the end of the day, life is about learning, and if you take the opportunity to learn from whatever you're going through, you will then be able to grow through it and come out a new version of you, right? And so there's kind of two, two versions of people that are gonna come out of this whole quarantine. There's the caterpillar that's turning into the butterfly and there's the person who's going into the caterpillar sack when Yeah, into the cocoon, yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. I love you know, that, that's a really good analogy. Yeah, totally. That's, that's powerful. And, 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 and I think that, so as we continue, you know, um, you, you mentioned, you know, with, with, with health and, and, and you know, the, the, the resilience of, 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 of your mindset and the continuous push. Um, that's something that I think that right now, so many, right, like, you know, that you're serving people with, you know, when they, on the coaching sessions. Right now, you know, there's going to be, like, if you're a coach out there with, in, with a like mindset or life coach or fitness coach, 
how many people right now, you know, need you, you, you know what I mean? Like anyone that's out there that is in service of to others right now, we got to stand up and we got to, we got to be willing to help people because there's going to be a lot of that mental, um, you know, people are struggling, right. With their, their mental capacities and like what's going on with their livelihoods and, and family and relationship and all this thing. So I think that pushing through and, and being the ones of, of, of sharing that resilience and that message of like, uh, you know, being a foundation is, is so powerful right now. And um, yeah, I think that that's just, you know, it starts with you, of course. Right. And then you continue to push forward. Right. Would you agree? I mean, a hundred percent. It's as Gandhi said, you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. It starts with you. And, and we have a tendency, you know, as human beings to say, you need to do this. You need to change, which really means that there's something in you that needs to change. And so I lead by example with my eating, with my mental state. And actually at the beginning of quarantine, I got called out by like, I think three people, which is a very small amount, but three different people said, you're, I can't believe how positive you're being about this whole thing. There's people dying. And I wrote and said, yes, there are people dying and there's going to be people continuing to die every single day from a number of diseases and heart attacks and things. And I'm not lessening coronavirus or COVID, but what I'm saying is you choose how you want to show up. And I choose that I want to stay positive because I know the effect that it has on my health. I know that it inspires my community. And so then throughout the whole quarantine, I've received more and more and more messages from people saying, thank you so much for being positive. I don't know if I would have been able to survive this without checking your account because I found myself getting in a bad state and your positivity helped me through it. Right. So we can't let one bad comment pull this down. We have to focus on, but also your audience speaks to you. And that just going back to business really quick is your audience tells you what they like and don't like. If there's no response, that's your response. If there's, if a video goes viral, there's your response. If you get 10 hate messages and you get, you know, 50 good messages, then you know it was a controversial one. Controversial videos and stuff are good, you know, in today's day and age. So your audience will always speak to you and any response is a response, but we get tied up in our own ego looking for a certain response. Epic, 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 epic words. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I know we're we're I know we're 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 kind of winding down here to the end. Um, I want to just first and foremost, you know, ask you one last question, um, and it's one that I ask every single person that comes on here: is if you had three days left to live, what would you do? <laughs> I do. I have money, unlimited money. <laughs> Well, if you, if starting today, if you had three days left to live, what would you do? Well, I mean, that would be hard in quarantine. So let's, let's say that it's not quarantine style. Um, I would, you know, tell all my greatest friends and family that I'm, you know, in three days I'm gone. I would spend all of my money bringing them out to one place, buy them all plane tickets for those that couldn't. And I would throw an epic celebration of life with all of my closest people and I would share it online to inspire people that, you know, death is not a, a bad thing, but really a celebration of what you did in your life. And 
I would probably then give the rights to my books and everything to someone that I know could take them and make them go even more viral to help more people. So that the legacy would be, would, would live on of helping people. So that's what I would do. I love it. So what I want to just, that's the, that, I have to leave that for, you know, future episodes. This is okay. like, uh, <laughs> just cause I, I want to, I want to get it from everybody. And like, like that's, <laughs> you're the first one that asked me that. <laughs> Literally. I love it. So, so, so to be honest though, I think that if my, my three days, my last three days, um, um, I'm just, uh, I would spend it, um, with my family hundred percent. I would spend it with the people that I love dearest. And um, at that point, I wish, you know, the last 24 hours, I would probably try to get as much of the community, like you said, a celebration together and just like give as much knowledge, bring all the people that I know with tremendous knowledge and just help um, people know, find out what they don't know, what they don't, what the, you know what I mean? Like with all the proximity and all the people that we have. Yep. So, so no, but seriously, that's what I would, I would do. So I was just joking, but like, yeah, that's what I would do. I love it. hundred um, percent. So Nikki, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. If anybody is looking to, you know, find out more info about you, find out more information, you know, uh, I know, I, I, you know, if there's anything um, they can uh, detox, whatever that they need from you, where can they find it? And for anybody that's driving right now, I just want you to know it's going to be in the show notes. So don't, you know, you know, be scared, you know, yeah, um, it's Nikki Sharp across the board. So N-I-K-K-I-S-H-A-R-P, it's NikkiSharp.com, same name on Instagram. If you search me on YouTube, same. So I made it pretty simple. I mean, there's sometimes some divergent in letters, but if you search the name and um, yeah, I love hearing from people. I love answering questions. I love, I love helping when I can with whatever's going on. Beautiful. Amazing. Um, and we'll have all of that in the show notes, you beautiful humans. And again, just thank you so much, Nikki. Blessing to you. I can't wait to see you soon. I'm sure I'm certain, I'm certain that it will come up as, as soon as possible. Hopefully let's keep your fingers. Yes. Crossed. Whatever the first Tony event is, you and I will be there. A hundred percent. You know it. Yeah. Blessings. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Resilient Minds Podcast. If you seriously love the episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button. Do it now! As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Valens signing off. And remember this, your X factor always determines your Y factor.